Oh, Jesus is wonderful, and to Jesus be the glory, and the honor, and the praise, and God's people said, Amen. This is your week. I'm telling you, this is your week for victories. This is your week for triumph and answered prayer. Father, I pray this with all my heart for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. This beautiful Tuesday, we continue the teaching today on the Mosaic Covenant. I want to share this with you because, you know, I was teaching, like I told you yesterday, a few days ago, at BHI, which is the Benin Institute. And I told the, the students, I want to share this with everyone, because what I've been teaching has been so powerful. I just want to bless you. I don't want you to miss out. I've been teaching on the seven covenants. The Adamic, Noahic, Abrahamic, Mosaic, Davidic, New Covenant, eternal covenant. I'm now teaching on the mosaic. And there's so much information that I shared. And I'm telling you, it's going to bless you. It's going to show you the heart of God. It's going to help you understand things maybe you've wondered about for a long time, about the law of Moses and questions you've had, and maybe people that have said things that are not exactly in the Bible. But you will see, you will see what the Lord really gave us. The Mosaic is the most difficult covenant to teach on and explain. But the Lord enabled me to break it down in such a simple way where you can really understand it and see why it was given in the first place. And you know, Paul the, the Apostle dealt, you know, dealt with it in the epistles, especially Galatians. Because there were so many questions in the early church, and they still exist. So, I pray the Lord will really minister His Word to you in a powerful way. Share this with your friends. I'm telling you, you'll be blessed, and they will be blessed. And dear Jesus, I pray, be our teacher by the Holy Spirit today. Bless your people mightily, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, much love, and thank you again for being my partner. And now let's go and hear the word of God. The reason I want you to grasp the truth of the Mosaic is because I think it will liberate you into understanding grace and why the Mosaic was given even though I've explained that on Monday, I really want to make it clear to you, like you will see it clearly, to, to never misunderstand something with it. Because it's been a challenge for a whole lot of people, including myself when I was younger. I could, ne- you know, I could really never understand the law. So you have certain Christians... God bless them, who, uh, and ministers, who never understood God's heart, and some, some of them still don't understand God's heart, when they read the books of the law. I will tell you something that happened with me. I was sitting in the home of a very prominent 
very prominent evangelist, well known. If I mentioned his name, you would all know him. And um, he looked at me, he said, you know, he said, God is a mean God. I was in shock. I didn't know how to respond. He said, God is a mean God. I said, why do you say that? Well, I just read the book of Numbers. And I was like, I, I honestly, I was completely speechless. And I walked out very disturbed by that comment. And sometimes I've spoken to good-hearted, well-meaning pastors uh, that just do not fully understand the books of the law. You know, and they don't really mention a whole lot about the historical books like uh, Judges or Joshua and Judges and Ruth and so on. Uh, they, they don't have a problem with that, it seems. Uh, they may have some problems with other parts of the prophets. But they all seem to be confused. When, when I say they, a lot of those I've spoken to over the past whatever years. It's been so long now. And I've had them come and go. And they always misunderstood God's heart in why he even gave the books of the law to Moses. So the mosaic, the mosaic, one more time, if we can just go through it in our head. The Adamic, we see grace and we, we see faith. The Noahic, we see grace and we see faith. The Abrahamic, we see grace and we see faith. The, the Davidic with David, the, the fifth covenant, we see grace and faith. The New Testament, same thing. And the eternal. The only one we don't see grace and faith in is the Mosaic. Why? Because God... Knowing that Israel failed, remember I told you when they went down to Egypt, they forsook the Lord. So a group, Jacob and his family, go down to Egypt, they multiply, they become millions, and so on, 400 years later. But throughout those 400 years, they were worshiping idols. Egyptian idols. And so, having forsaken the Abrahamic covenant, that required faith only, God Almighty had to bring in the law. Why? To bring them to faith. To bring them to faith. To cause them to come to the place to say, this is impossible to obey. Think... Think about how easy it is to say, well, just believe. So, with Adam, just believe. Noah, just believe. Abraham, just believe, that's all. And they all believed God. David believed God. So, with every other covenant, there was only one requirement, really, if you look at it, if the headlines... Just one headline, really, in almost all of them except this one, is faith. 
and they were all people of faith. Israel could not attain to faith. They just would not accept it. They rejected the very idea of it. And they still do to this day. So God had to make the law so impossible. He had to make it so tough for them. That out of complete frustration, they would come to the place to say, we just can't do it. And they would surrender to the Lord. They would throw themselves upon the Lord. They would rely upon the Lord. And and then find exactly what Abraham found. So, the mosaic cannot be understood unless you understand why it was sent. Once we, we understand that's why God gave the law, it makes a lot of sense. So it's like, all right, children, you won't accept the simple message, the simplest message. Like, think, think, you know, in, in, in our faith, in Christianity, all the Lord requires is what? Surrender. There's no dues. There's no, a list of dues, you know. Because on the cross, he fulfilled everything for us and said, it's done. And all that's required of us is to say, I trust you, Lord. You are my Savior. I cannot obey the law. You obeyed it for me. That's why Jesus came during that dispensation of law. You obeyed it for me. You were the only one that ever obeyed it. A hundred percent. Everyone else has failed. And since you obeyed it for me, you God Almighty. I'm about to shout. Only God can obey the law. Think about it. Man cannot obey the law. Impossible. So God had to become a man to obey his own law. How many of you see that? Put your hands up high. Like, you know, man could not be, man could, could, could not, for example, be the sacrifice for sin. So God became a man. Man failed miserably in finding grace before God. So that's why we read the law was preached through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. So we as human beings are not capable of obeying the law, nor are are we capable of finding grace. Or even finding God. Larry, you're, you're hearing me clear, right? In yeah. what I'm saying, I mean. Absolutely. This Talk is back great. to me a little bit. Yeah, so. Yeah, this is, it, it, it really clears up. I had the same questions when you read the law and you, you know, you get into the law. Why did God, you know, and they have all of these 602, whatever, you know, they find and you make it so clear with the teaching Monday and today as to why and what the purpose is. Think, Bring think us like this faith. with me. Think like, like this with me. And dear Pastor Michelle, put your mic on too, darling. But think like this with me, okay? 
we human beings cannot, never have been able to find God. So yeah. he finds us. Like how can dust find God? We can't find God even if we try. So he found us. We cannot love God. We have failed miserably. All you have to do is look at Adam. Did Adam love the Lord? No. Did God hmm. love Adam? Yes. The very fact he created him was an act of love. Did Adam look for forgiveness? No. After he sinned, did he ever even say, I'm sorry? No. Why? Because the human heart is corrupt to the core. So Jeremiah said, it's not in man, it's not in men to do right. So God created man, please hear this, God created man perfect, but man chose inventions. Man rejected God. God did not create a robot. He created a man with choice. Yeah. Love, love would not be love if you force it on someone. God did not want exactly. Adam to love him because he was forced to love him, that God would, would actually make him love him. That, that would not work. So God created a man with liberty to choose. He was perfect, but he had liberty to choose. He had choice, choice. The choice was his, to love God or not, to obey God or not. The enemy Satan came and tempted the man through his wife, of course. And man surrendered to the devil right away. Now we will say, well, why didn't, why did not God protect him from that? Because you have to understand something about God. Number one, Adam was not born of the spirit. You are. Yeah. Get that wow. in your head, please, in your spirit. Adam was not born again. God called him flesh. Flesh. Even though God breathed through his nostrils the breath of life, he was not born of the Spirit. He was not filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow. Okay? And God at that time did not make him to be a man of the Spirit. God made him a man. A man. So Never Jesus thought about says that. to Nicodemus, but think, think about that, Larry. Jesus says to Nicodemus, the Lord says to Nicodemus, what is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. You must be born again. In other words, humanity was born of the flesh because Adam was flesh. So God made that man a perfect man, but he was flesh. 
He was not filled with the Holy Spirit. He was not born again. Yet God in sovereignty, in sovereignty, revealed himself to that man. That's why I say in sovereignty. Because it was a sovereign act to reveal yeah. God to a piece of mud. Because how, how can mud even understand God? And God went as far as he can go with that mud to reveal himself. Gave him the most beautiful world to live in. Think about the world he was introduced to. The whole globe was his. The whole globe. There was no disease. No devils running around. No sin. Beauty, perfection, beyond description. But when he was offered, when the enemy came and offered him divinity, which wasn't his. What did Adam lack? Divinity. Jesus gave us that divinity when we were born again. Every one of us is a child of God, saints of God. We are divine. Because the one who is divinity lives within us. How many, how many got what I'm saying? Okay. So, Adam was not divine. So Satan comes and offers him divinity, knowing he cannot even receive it. The only thing Adam could not have is divinity. So he says, if you eat of the fruit, God says, don't eat of it to, to, to prove to man, to prove to man that he needs God. God already knew that Adam would mess up. Of course he did. You know, of course he did. But he offered man a choice, knowing he would fail, showing man his need for the Lord, for the Lord, to surrender to the Lord. But Adam failed, and God knew it anyways. That's why Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world. But let's also understand something very important. Why did God create Adam in the first place? He created Adam to give him what Lucifer destroyed, the earth. God gave the earth to Lucifer, today Satan. He became jealous of God, he invaded heaven, he was thrown out of heaven and destroyed the earth. Genesis 1 verse 2. So God said, I'm going to give the globe now to someone in our image, in our likeness. So he creates man. To defeat the purpose of Satan, man was created. Are you people getting that? How many are? Put your hands up high. God created Adam to defeat Satan's purpose. To defeat Satan's plan. God knew exactly what to do. And now, there are unanswered questions we'll, we'll only find in heaven, the answers in heaven. But the Bible tells us a lot anyways on, uh, while in this life. 
God knew that the only way he can defeat Lucifer is when he becomes flesh himself. But for God to become flesh, there had to be flesh for God to come through. You didn't get that. Did you get that? Shall I say it again? Yes. Please. God knew. Larry, talk to me. Did you get what I just said? Say it again. Say it again, please. God knew the only way he can defeat and destroy Lucifer is to become a man himself. But he could not become a man without coming through man. You get that, right? Jesus couldn't just appear on the scene. Larry, you're not listening. I'm listening. I'm writing too. But did you get what I said? Yeah. For Jesus to be fully man, he had to have parents, lineage. There had to be humanity already in existence. So God creates Adam. He does not give him divinity because he could not have it without Jesus. Satan offers him that, lying to him, because that's what he wanted, and that's what he's been wanting from day one. That's why he rebelled. Why did Lucifer fall? Because he said, I will be like the Most High God, and he, he, there's no way an angel can become like God. Come on. And he still wants that so bad that one day he will give it to a man named Antichrist, and that will fail too, because you can't be God. As a man, there's only one who became a man. God became a man. Man cannot become God. Only God can become a man. You people are not hearing that. I mean, I know you get it. Man cannot become God. Only God can become a man. So God creates a man. So the man would come through him. The man Christ. Yeah. Beautiful. So, Adam failed. He had to fall because if he, since he wanted divinity, he could not succeed. God knew that all, 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 all along. He knew, he knew it all along that man could not attain to where God wanted him to go anyways. You, 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 please don't miss what I just said. God, original, eternal plan is to make man divine through Jesus. That was the original plan. That's the eternal covenant. That's why Jesus died before the foundation of the world. That's why the promise of redemption was already settled before God ever created angels. Before the devil ever became the devil. It was a hidden secret. So God saw you, wrote your name in the Lamb's book of life and closed the book. And nobody saw the book. And read the names. So your name has been written in God's book of life for billions and billions and billions and decillions and gugulions of years. 
if I can say it like that, God having chosen you and only you to be his child. But how would he get a family? He had to create a man first and not give him the divinity that could not belong to him anyways. Because only God is divine. And only God, once becoming a man, can offer man divinity, not the other way around. So Satan offers Adam divinity without God, which is impossible. Impossible. And man accepts it, not realizing that acceptance would cut him off from divinity altogether. So the Lord God comes, and what does God promise him? He he promises him divinity through redemption in Genesis 3. Redemption means I'm going to redeem you. You will be mine one day. Adam received the promise. That's why he, God revealed to him the blood covenant. You're still with me, right? Yes. Right. yes. Okay. So, God Almighty did all that to defeat the purpose of Lucifer, which he knew would take place anyways. That he knew about the rebellion of Lucifer. Adam failed. Satan lost. God's plan went on with perfection. The promise was given to a man named Adam, to his descendants, then to Noah, then to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. But now the children of Israel... And all God required of all of them, Adam included, Adam and his descendants, is one thing. Faith. Just faith. Just believe the promise. That's it. So here's here's Adam messing up big time. Not even saying, forgive me, I'm sorry. Help me, not even a word of it. And God says to Adam, I will. In other words, I will take care of my promise. And gives the promise of Jesus when he says the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. Revealing the reason why man was created. That Christ Jesus, the man, would come through Adam's seed to defeat Satan's purpose. Now, the descendants of Abraham, I, I hope I'm not going too deep here with some of you, but the descendants of Abraham, the children of Israel, had heard the requirement because they were children of Abraham. And the requirement was very, very simple. Faith. God preached the gospel to Abraham. Abraham accepted it. 
He said, in thee shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, meaning in thy seed, Christ, through your son, Christ. Now, they go to Egypt, they forsake God altogether, and they start worshipping idols. Satan again comes back to pollute their minds, to stop the promise from coming, which he fails again. So God sends Moses, reveals his son to him, because it says so in Hebrews, that Moses accepted the reproach of Christ and forsook the pleasures of Egypt. That's another matter altogether, by the way. He goes down to Egypt. He brings Israel out of Egypt. And in the wilderness, he gives them the law to bring them back to faith. To bring them back to faith. Because they rejected it anyways. They rejected faith in the first place. And throughout the law, he gives them what? Types and shadows of Jesus. He still preaches the gospel to them through the law. But they reject that too. They reject that too. It's remarkable to me, remarkable to me, that they could not see Jesus through all those sacrifices. All they saw were animals getting killed. But God's revelation was very, very simple. Only through the blood of a substitute can they find God. And they couldn't see it. Adam saw it. Noah saw it. Abraham saw it. Isaac saw it. Jacob saw it. Even his sons saw it. And they all looked forward to the Messiah. Israel didn't want to see it. They didn't see it. So that's, and I'm giving this long talk here, to help you understand why God the Mosaic? Why God gave the Mosaic? So, the Mosaic, like I told you on Monday, did not cancel the Abrahamic. The Abrahamic is still in effect today and will be in effect forever. The Mosaic will not be in effect forever. It's the only covenant that was abolished on the cross. That's Can I good. say that again? That's so good. The mosaic came to an end when Jesus said, it is finished. That's it. Done. The, the mosaic came to the end. It was abolished with the words, it is finished. He did not abolish the Adamic. He didn't adopt abolished the Noahic, he, he didn't abolish the Abrahamic, because all those covenants were eternal. The, the Mosaic was not eternal. Never has been eternal, still isn't eternal, because it was abolished 
on the cross. But, but, listen, listen carefully now. Jesus said, I did not come to destroy or abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. Remember that? How did he fulfill it? By being the only man that ever obeyed it. And once he fulfilled it by himself, and through him we fulfill it, the, the, the requirement was satisfied. How many understand what I just said? Put, put your hands up high. So he, and that's what Paul writes in the epistles, Jesus fulfilled the law. So how did he abolish it? In himself. He abolished it in himself. Listen here. The law clearly speaks of judgment. That's why Jesus will carry the signs of judgment eternally with his nails still in his body. With the nails still in his feet. With the hole still in his side. You and I are not going to have nails on our hands. Or nail prints, I should say. We're not, we're not have nail prints on our feet. We're going to have no hole in our side. He came as the sacrificial lamb to fulfill the law. Because Israel broke it. Jesus fulfilled it. Accomplished it. And only in him will God look and accept us. And all that's required again is faith in Jesus. Faith in Jesus. You know, Adam and Noah and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the saints of the Old Covenant looked forward, looked forward to see the Messiah. We are the ones who are on earth today declaring him to the world. They lived by faith, future, that he would come. We live by faith knowing it is done. Okay? It's all about faith. They saw future Christ we saw Christ Jesus on the cross. The work is done. Now, that blessed Lord, this precious Redeemer, lives in our hearts, and because He is alive in us, we are accepted in the sight of God, having faith in Him. Not in ourselves. No one can obey the law. So, this... This uh, question has been before the church from day one. That's why in the book of Acts, chapter 15, they, 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 they had a very big problem that they, they had to resolve. And that is when the Jews, the believing Jews, 
wanted to keep the law. And James and Peter and others had to stand up and say, no, we will not put this burden on the Gentiles. Even we ourselves could not keep the law. All we will require of them is faith. And the only reason they said, stay away from blood or idols, animals sacrificed to idols, is not to bring them back into the bondage of the law. Because it was very, uh, uh, a, a big problem in those days that the heathenistic crowds ate animals sacrificed to idols believing that the minute they ate the animal, they became one with the idol, one with that demon, in other words. So the church, the early church, the leaders of the church, Peter and James and John and, and others, did not want the young believers to become entangled with bondage. So they simply said, all right, it's all about faith in Jesus. Don't eat animal sacrifice to idols, so don't be entangled in someone else's bondage, who's not even of Judaism. And don't eat blood, because eating blood then, and eating blood today, takes away from the blood of Jesus, sacrifice on Calvary. Because the only blood we're to take is his blood. The only blood we're to drink is his blood. I know that's a little deep for some of you. But to, to eat blood dismisses the blood of Jesus. No, the Lord must be honored. Only his blood can be received through communion. Don't try to understand that part. Just accept it as the Bible teaches it. But how many get that anyway? Just wave. Beautiful. Okay. Because here's something else you need to know. Only in the realm of the demonic do people eat and drink blood. Only in the realm of the demonic. We are not of that realm. We do not belong to the world. Or its practices. So, I hope this is helping you get it a little more. So the mosaic was made strictly and only with the Jewish people. But even to this day, there's there's a lot of confusion within the messianic movements of today. Like Jews for Jesus and other Jews who are getting saved are questioning, do I keep the law as a Jew? Do I keep the law as a Jew? Do I still obey the law as a Jew? Well, they need to read what Paul wrote quite quite clearly, huh? Stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. 
<coughs> quite simple, really. The only thing that we will celebrate eternally is the Feast of Tabernacles. The only feast. Celebrating the triumph of Jesus over the world. Forever. Because that's what Tabernacle is all about. Tabernacle speaks of the Lord tabernacling among his people. Us. So that's the only feast we see in Scripture that will be celebrated in the millennium and eternally. And how I'm looking forward to it. To celebrate the victory of Jesus forever. So, um, let me just say a few things. And I think I've, I've kind of said a lot already. But I, I, I want to just give you one more time a few things I said on Monday. So what is the relationship? I want to talk about that just a little more. The relationship between the Abrahamic and the Mosaic. Because like I told you, the, the Mosaic did not cancel the Abrahamic. You're still there, right? I mean, you're you're still there with me. Okay, good. So, the the mosaic was not given to you or to me. It was given to the Jewish people only. Get that? You have to get that part. So, when people say it's the law, that's for the Jews, not for the Gentile believers, not for anyone in Christ, Jew or Gentile. It's only for the Jews. So, the Mosaic did not cancel any of the promises of the Abrahamic because the Abrahamic is eternal and was confirmed with an oath. Remember that. The Mosaic was not confirmed with any oath. The Abrahamic was. So the Abrahamic is eternal. The Mosaic is not. N-O-T, not. The Mosaic was added... Because of transgression, because of them living in sin. Galatians 3, verse 19. Will you please read that for me, dear Larry? Galatians 3, 19. Larry, you're there? I'm here. Okay, can you read Galatians 3, 19? Wherefore then, severeth the Why law. then, why then, wherefore then, go ahead. Severeth the law. It was added because of transgressions. Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now, stop. This is very important we understand that. Let's, Let's go and look at it. Let's go and look at it. Mana, mana, kantipel bimine. My uh, iPad froze, Chad. I don't know why. Can you unfreeze it for me? Genius. Thank you. 
Ah, you Mr. Genius, I call him. Wonderful. Okay. Um, Chad, it's still frozen. It's not opening. Let me just see here. What scripture are you going to, sir? Wait, wait, let me just... Okay. I'm not able to open it at all. Maybe you want to shut it and open it again. This is very important what you just read. Uh, Pastor Michelle, read read that for me since I'm not really hearing Larry as good. Read me Galatians 3.19. Bring, just bring Okay, praise the Lord. Galatians 3.19. Wherefore please. then serveth the law, it was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Okay, now stop right there. I want to say something very, very important. So, it was added, meaning it wasn't in the plan. But God made the plan to bring the Jews back to faith. So it was added because of transgression. Even though God knew it from eternity past that he would put that in effect, it was added in that eternal conference to bring the Jews back to faith. Okay? Now, and then it says something. Till the seed, Christ, to whom the promise was made, should come. Till the seed, Jesus, would come. So once he would come, let's go, I'm going to read for you because I want to show you something really strong. So Galatians 3, Chad, I'm really having troubles with these iPads. I'm not sure what's going on. Wait, Galatians 3, okay, I think I'm I'm getting it now. 19. Wherefore then serves the law, it was added because of transgression, till the seed, that is Jesus, should come to earth as a man, to whom the promise was made. The promise was made to him through Abraham. Remember that, I've been telling you that. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator, meaning that God Almighty himself did not introduce it. An angel did. A mediator did. Moses. This is extremely important. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. So a mediator does not mediate for only for one only. And what this says is very, very powerful. Is that God himself revealed the Adamic, Noahic, Abrahamic. God himself was involved in those because they required faith in him. Don't miss what I'm what, what I'm gonna say to you. So God himself came to Adam. God himself came to Noah. God himself came to Abraham. God did not need an angel to do his job. God himself came to David. God himself in the flesh came to the church. The only covenant made without God coming to a man was the Mosaic. Why? Because it wasn't eternal. And God 
for him to introduce it, it had to be eternal. Therefore, being, being that it's not eternal, an angel had to introduce it. Did you get that? Larry, unmute your mic and talk. And Pastor Michelle, talk to me. Ask me a question, ask me a question about this. It makes so much sense. Villain is also intrigued, you know. Because see, for God to have stepped into the mosaic, the mosaic would have become eternal. Eternal, right. So it's an act of love for God not to intervene because had God given it to Israel by himself, it would have, it, it would have kept you into the law eternally. Wow. You get that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. When God gave it to Adam, eternal. When God gave it to Noah, eternal. When God gave it to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, eternal. When God gave it to David, eternal. When Jesus came and gave it to the church, eternal. And the eternal covenant, uh, covenant is eternal. The only one where an angel had to be involved came in, he, who came at the burning bush, remember? And then a mediator, meaning Moses, had to be the go-between both. Whoa. It showed it's not eternal. That's what it says here. He had to add that it was given because of transgression to whom the promise was made uh, till the seed should, should come, I should say, to whom the promise was made, uh, that is the Lord. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of of a mediator. And a mediator represents more than one, is really what it means here. A mediator represents more than one. But God is one, meaning that if God introduces it, it is eternal. It's so clear now. That's so clear. Okay. So you're really yes. getting it, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. So now the mosaic uh, and Abrahamic, both of them lead us to the cross because they they kind of run parallel to each other. The the Abrahamic said, "Faith leads you to the cross." Mosaic said, "The mosaic says." The mosaic leads you to faith and from there to the cross. It connects you to faith. It runs parallel to faith. And what they put their faith in is the animal. But God wanted them to put faith in his son, the seed. So faith was misplaced, but it was still there. But then they had to come to the place to realize, I can't do this every year. It's not going to work. There yeah. comes a time I got to stop doing it because when I'm dead, it's not, it's not going to help me. They didn't get it. Okay. One more time. Pay, 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 pay attention to this. Faith, eternal. It keeps going. Law, it doesn't keep going. Meaning, when you say, 
I believe in you, Lord, it's eternal. You don't have to repeat it over and over and over every year. You don't have to offer animals every day and once a year come to God on the Day of Atonement for cleansing. Because once you're dead, it's over. It's over. The law said you have to offer these animal sacrifices regularly to be accepted. To be accepted. To even approach God and be heard by Him. Well now, once they get to the place where their bodies are going to stop living, what then? They can no longer come into God's presence when they're dead. It's over. They only came into God's presence while they, they were alive. What good is it if you can't come into God's presence when you're dead? No good. So yeah. those animals kept them coming to God only for a very short time while they were alive on earth. And God Almighty wanted to reveal faith to them, faith in Him, faith in Him, not in the animal. But because their faith was in the animal, it came to an end. And that's why Hebrews was written. Those animals could not cleanse from sin. And God was preaching the gospel to them through the law, but they could not accept it. They could not accept it. So when, when Nicodemus came to the Lord Jesus, and the Lord said to him something very powerful, that the new birth experience, let's, 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 let's look, this is very important, very important. John 3, we all know John chapter 3, okay? But, but we have to look at what the Lord says, okay? So let's, let's go, and I wasn't planning on showing all this, okay? So he came to the Lord by night, verse 3, very, very, I said to you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says, how can a man be born when he's old? So he's focusing only on the flesh. Will he enter into his mom the second time and so forth? And the, and the Lord answers, Verily, verily, I say to you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. And then he said, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh, whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit, meaning they are eternal beings. Nicodemus answered and said, How can these things be? And the Lord says, Are you a master of Israel and Knoweth not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and you're not receiving our witness. 
meaning that in the law, I'm revealing to you what we know and what we testify, but you just won't see it. You won't receive it. He said, I've told you of earthly things, meaning that the new birth experience belongs to people on earth. It's an earthly message. It's a divine message to earthly people. So it was preached through the law then to Israel. But they rejected the life of faith. Read Galatians one more time, all of you, and keep that in mind when you read it. So I've told you earthly things, verse 12, and you didn't believe it. How shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Okay. So, and the Lord revealed the cross to Nicodemus at that time when he said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man must be lifted up. And whoever believes on him will not perish, have life eternal, and so on. Which is beautiful. But my point is, the law ran parallel with the Abrahamic God wanting to bring Israel into faith to say, I can't do it. Or at the moment, at the moment of death for them to ask, where do I go from here? Do I meet God now? I could meet him in the, in the tabernacle. I can meet him in the temple, but there's no, there's no temple that I can go to once I'm dead. So where do I go? They never could see the answer. They were blind. Because you can't see God. You cannot see God without faith in Him. Not the animal you've been offering all those years. How many How many got that? Okay? So, yes. So when the Lord came to, to earth and He fulfilled the law, we received this Blessed divine opportunity to go back to faith and grace, just like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were offered. And all we have to do is believe. There's no laws to obey. We can't obey them. It's impossible anyways. So the mosaic was imposed to reveal Jesus, who was spoken of and promised in the Abrahamic. Let's go together to Hebrews chapter 9. Even though I've said a lot of that on Monday, I, I think it's good that we, we are kind of clearing things up for you. Beginning at verse 9, Hebrews 9, 9, which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings, carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. So he was speaking about, and let's go back a little bit here, 
in this amazing chapter, which you really need to, to read, he talks about, beginning at verse 1, he talks about, then verily the first covenant, meaning the Mosaic, had divine ordinances and a divine service, and a worldly sanctuary. There was a tabernacle and so forth, and then verse 3, they had to go beyond the veil into the holiest of all, and he explains they had the golden censer and the ark and so on. And then he says something uh, quite powerful. He said, uh, this is verse 6, When these things were thus ordained, when the tabernacle was complete, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, meaning the first section of the tent, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second went the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people, the sins of the people. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, meaning the way into God's presence in heaven was not yet opened while the first tabernacle was standing. Was standing. And all that, the tabernacle and all the furniture in it, which was a figure, verse 9, for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts, sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings, carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that's to say, not of this building or this tabernacle, but neither by goats, by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So he offered his body, the true tabernacle, his body, as the sacrifice. Now, I, I, this is so remarkable that the old covenant was only a shadow. The law was only a shadow of the substance, the real. So the mosaic was imposed to only reveal Jesus in all its ordinances. And like I said to you, the mosaic was temporal until the promise Jesus came. But the Abrahamic is eternal. So the Abrahamic which is eternal was not canceled by the mosaic because it's eternal. Now I think, I think I can continue for a few minutes and then we're going to have to Continue on Monday. Now, let's look at the words of the mosaic. But are you clear so far with what I've said? If you are, wave. Real good. So I can see your hands. Beautiful. I know there there will be questions, but these questions will be answered as you read the word more and more and more. All right. 
So the words of, of the Mosaic are more words than any other words in any other covenant. And they could be classified. Okay, let me just go, go back. The Adamic, few words. Noahic, few words. All God required is faith, obedience. That's it. Abrahamic, same. Davidic, same. The new covenant, same. The eternal, the same. The mosaic in, had to have a lot more words. And frankly, um, it could be classified under three divisions. God gave them the moral law, the civil law, and ceremonial law. And if you broke one of them, you broke the whole thing. You see how God made it so hard for them. That not only did he give them ceremonial laws, he gave them moral uh, laws, civil laws for Israel. So the moral laws consisted of what? The Ten Commandments that the world still uses to this day. The civil laws covered every area of Israel's life. Every area you can imagine. So God gives them first what? The Ten Commandments. What does he give give them after? The civil. He begins with, if a thief steals so, he has to restore such and such. That is the civil laws. Then he becomes... Uh, explicit details are, are given about the ceremonial laws. So when they came into the wilderness, God first presented what? The Ten Commandments. After that, civil laws. After that, ceremonial laws. And the ceremonial laws uh, began to talk about what? Sacrificial offerings of animals, the priesthood, the sanctuary, the foreshadowing of the person and work of Jesus on the cross. These are ceremonial. So when you read the Old Covenant, keep in mind there's three different um, things that we see, uh, sections that God focuses first on, first moral, Ten Commandments. Secondly, civil. How to treat each other, basically. Thirdly, how to approach God. And in the ceremonial, which are extremely detailed, God begins to talk about animal sacrifices, the priesthood, the sanctuary, the foreshadowing, of the person and work of Jesus through the ceremonial to reveal his cross, the work on a cross. And the promises of the covenant in that Israel was to receive the promises and the blessings of the Abrahamic, God gave them the mosaic as an addition with additional conditions to receive the blessings of the Abrahamic. 
In other words, what, what God was offering them is the blessing of the Abrahamic, but there were additions made to the Mosaic so they can receive the conditions of the Abrahamic. So, while the Abrahamic was mainly a covenant of promise, the Mosaic was a covenant of conditions. But the conditions could not be met. Therefore, it would lead them to the promise. That's the whole reason for it. Would lead them to the Lord. That is the fulfillment of the Abrahamic. When you come to Jesus, it's the fulfillment of the Abrahamic. I pray this teaching has blessed you. The last two days I have shown you a part of the teaching I did for BHI. And I wanted to just bless you. You know, I had taught already on the Adamic and the Noahic and the Abrahamic. I have not yet taught on the Davidic and on. Now I'm teaching on the Mosaic. And I just want you to also be blessed. I know a lot of you are not a part of BHI. But every so often I'll show you a little teaching I did or a part of a teaching I'm doing in school for our school. You can join the school yourself, by the way, and be a part where you can receive all the benefits. And you can do it by simply going online and just BHI, Benin Institute, is the website, .org, and you can just sign up or go to our website, benihin.org, and you can click where it says BHI and join only 25 a month and you'll be enriched in many, 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 many ways. So thank you for being with me. Now it's time to give to the Lord. You know, I've come to you daily now since March of last year. I'm going to continue coming daily to you for as long as the Lord will allow me physically to do it. But I want to ask you, as I do daily, to give to the Lord's work. Help me keep doing this. Help me come to you continually with the word of God. Because it takes money. You know, the gospel is free, like I've said many times, but the way to deliver it is very, very expensive. When you think about, uh, you know, what the Bible says, how shall they go unless they be sent, you know? And so the Lord, I believe, has opened this way for us to be together daily. And I'm going to continue to do it daily, till the Lord takes me home, is my plan. But I need you to stand with me. Now, I'm going to be traveling a little more now. Um, because, you know, things have changed out there where we can go a little more. And, of course, doors are opening again for me in a big way around the world. In fact, I've said to many, I can't go right now because I want to stay with you. And But I'll be going some and you'll still see me every single day, believe me. Because I, that's important to me. But I want it to be just important to you and for you too, to you to be a part of this. And the only way you can let me know is by sowing seed. Because when you give, it says to me, okay, they really want this. They really are being blessed by this. And the Bible says it, you know, if you're blessed spiritually, it is our duty to bless the ministry that's blessing us financially. But you know what? The big thing is, God is watching. 
and God will honor you for this. He really, really will. So when someone faces a need financially, they think about giving. But you know what? When we give, our needs will not show up. God will take care of our needs before we even get them. In other words, by giving, God keeps blessing us. And by Him blessing us, then we have no crisis. We have no problems because everything is taken care of. Regular giving produces regular blessings when now there's no emergencies. Emergencies are taken care of before they even show up. And that's the way it works. So I'm going to ask you today to give to the Lord's work. Thank you already for giving. You've given many times. But as you keep giving, God will keep blessing and things will just keep going smooth and beautiful. And if you're facing a struggle today, well, you know how to get out. Just give and then keep giving. Because see, if if people give only one time, they have just declared their faith in God because it's not that big, right? But if they give regularly, they're saying, Lord, you're my trust. I'm relying on your Lord. I'm obeying your word. I'm not giving because I'm in trouble. I'm giving because I believe what, what you said. But those of you in trouble, as you give, he'll bless you. But then you have to keep giving to stay blessed. All right? And to keep the troubles away too. So Lord, bless them as they obey your word in the name of Jesus. I give you the glory, Lord, that you promised to bless us financially. To you be the praise. Amen. All right, you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. Or go to our website, benihin.org. Or simply text. Take, take your phone and just BHM45777. So simple. And I pray you've been blessed by these two days of teaching on the covenants. I'll see you tomorrow for another teaching that I think will really bless you. Okay? Much love. Bye-bye.